And I'm hearing, based on my conversations, a lot of Democrats are saying his messaging needs to shift yeah. away from Bidenomics to really understanding Americans who say we're not feeling this yet. Yeah, Bidenomics has really been kind of a negative, become a negative word, especially among Democrats, because it's not working. I was texting with some members of Democratic members of Congress last night, just trying to get a read over the holiday weekend, what they're hearing at home and what people are saying. And these members said that it is just not looking good mm. for President Biden politically out there, that he would probably lose some swing states if if the election were held today. Are we seeing that kind of sea change forward? Is, are things changing in a very significant way heading into 2024? They are because people are now concerned about policies versus words. Remember, Democrats, by and large, like the words you say, where Republicans and independents are much more concerned about actions. And when you look at the economy under Joe Biden, as I've said before, Bidenomics is a failure. Biden, Biden inflation is real. They're looking at who had the best economy in recent memory. And the answer is Donald Trump. When was the border sane? Under Donald Trump. When was crime down? Under Donald Trump. On and on and on to the most important issues that are kitchen table issues for the middle class for, and for Main Street. A recurring theme, things were better under Donald Trump. Well, <laughs> only people who are paying attention seem to know that. Well, I, I, I'm amazed at the people who just don't seem to get that. Including well, a lot of people in Maine, apparently. Yeah, no. So they they really seem to be struggling. Well, Donald Trump is a threat to democracy. Well, democracy where the people make the choices. But we're not a freaking democracy. That's the thing. We're a democracy, but Janet. We're not. We're a democracy. Haven't you been listening to the news? We are a constitutional republic. That's what democracy we are. Democracy is under attack with Donald Trump at the head of Republican but this is ticket. What pisses me off though. You know, they keep saying democracy. We're not a democracy. We have never been a democracy. That's not what we are. We're a republic because I am a Republican. No. <laughs> it's just, it, it, every time, every time they, they say that, it just, well, it, even, it's infuriating even if, even to me. If, even if we were a democracy. Which we're not. Even if we were. The people that cry that Donald Trump is the threat against democracy, the existential threat to democracy. Those are the same people that are saying, wait a minute, people's choices is a democracy, and that's what we're yeah. trying to take away in the, Maine, in Colorado, yeah. and 30 other states are lining up to take Donald Trump off the ballot to kill democracy. But, but democracy is never a good, is never a good idea. Because in any time, any time you have mob rules, that's never good. Because basically, a democracy is mob rules. Majority, yeah. Yeah. So majority mob. Right. Plenty of them out there. Yeah. Hey, we got rid of one in uh, Harvard yesterday, though. Well, she got nixed. She she's still there, though. She's not the she's, president. She's not the president. She's but been she's still got a job. Big time demoted. Yeah. So. But but she still she got a can't job. Propagandized from the president's seat any longer, at least. There, there is that. There but is. But yeah, that. they kept her on mm -hmm. because I think they're afraid of a lawsuit. They're going to get one anyway. Right from she, from multiple. She's crying <laughs> location uh, racism. Of course, and she uh, is. I heard uh, Greg Gutfeld say, "Well, actually, it's racism that got her the job. How can uh, she cry racism for the job being taken away?" Yeah, and I was I was trying to 
to listen to the whole woman from Maine uh, talking about how, you know, voter ID is rooted in white supremacy and all that stuff. I I was surrounded by it yesterday. Every every time I, I tried to turn something on, I was just, yeah. It was, so, in anyway. other words, if I show up at the Lynchburg Airport with a gun loaded with 10 bullets, by the way, that right. happened yesterday. Oh, my. If I show up at Lynchburg without a gun, let's just say without a gun. Okay. And you ask me for my ID at TSA. Yeah. I can cry racism. Right. Well, you, you can. You're cry. asking for identification. You You're can, a racist. You could certainly say it's rooted in white supremacy because that's what that's what she's saying. So what if the guy that's that voter you know, IDs asking for voter ID in order to vote is rooted in white supremacy? That's what that's what your girl uh, up in Maine, Shanna Bellows. She's Secretary of State or something there. Yeah, Secretary of State in yeah, Maine. Yeah, I heard about her. She says that that's rooted in white supremacy. We'll we'll talk about it later okay. on this morning. Let's let's see if we can let's get, get a, a lighter start because you know. I prefer a lighter ease into the morning. I never get it from you, but well, that's what I prefer. Well, sometimes you get you. Sometimes you get it. When, when was the last time? When? I, well, you can't it, even say because you it don't was know. A, it was a Friday of some sort, and I did a comedic bit to get oh. us into the show. All right, okay. Here's so, your thought of the day. Anyway, you ready for that? I'm ready, but first, Mark, 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 Mark. What day is it, Mark? <laughs> Janet, guess what today is? It's Hump Day. Hump Day. Get happy. You didn't play Groovy Tuesday yesterday. I know. I forgot Groovy Tuesday. I know. We were a little off. Well, we were off. We thought it was Monday, sort of, kind of. So did sort everybody of. else. So technically, <laughs> we should feel like today is Tuesday. Okay. So. Well, I'll see if I can get the Groovy Tuesday bit. All right. For later. Thought of the day. Yes. Never be limited. By other people's limited imaginations. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. All right. Well, there's a lot of that going on. 434-248-0704. That's our text number. We want you to play along with our Mind Jam trivia. This particular cake yeah. was included in the Apollo 11 space mission. Wow. It was not consumed, but rather still is on display at the Smithsonian Air and Space Museum. What cake do we speak of? Well, it must not have been very good. Well, I don't know. It depends. It's a good thing you weren't on that mission. Well, if it would have been carrot cake, it would have been consumed. I don't care. We were supposed to keep this to put it in the Smithsonian. Oh, Lamb got a hold of it. It's carrot cake. You got any milk over there? What is that on your chin? You have one of those milk. Cream cheese frosting. I need a milk pill. Like you can't see through his entire (laughs) bubble. It's all fogged up with icing. Cream cheese. That's right. Okay. What do you think it was? Uh, 434-248-0704. Mm-hmm. All right. On this day in history, in 1959, Alaska admitted as the 49th U.S. state with a land mass almost one-fifth the size of the lower 48 states altogether. Now the president's signature makes it officially the 49th state. At the same time, Ike solves one problem created by the added state. He announces the new design of the flag. And across the country, manufacturers go into action, bringing the stars and stripes up to date. Well, it was a different time. Is it We'd a, say is all it across dis- China now, uh, American right. flags would be made. Would be made. <laughs> was it really a new design? I mean, they just slapped another star on there. Well, they did show. Look, some, I designed it. There's Oops. some video of guys looking at stars, kind of like, how are we going to rearrange this? Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. Uh, in 1961, 
President Eisenhower broke off diplomatic relations with Cuba two years after communist dictator Fidel Castro had seized power and just weeks before Kennedy was inaugurated as the next president. The earlier overthrow of President Batista by Fidel Castro's 26th of July movement in 1959 American President Dwight D. Eisenhower initially recognized the new socialist government, but the situation quickly deteriorated as Cuba introduced agrarian reforms and nationalized U.S.-owned interests. In response, the USA stopped buying Cuban sugar and banned the sale of oil. And the situation became rather stressful. The Cuban cigars were not being sold in the United States any longer. Are you drinking creme brulee? No. You're not? No. Okay. <laughs> I, I did maybe, that yesterday. I thought maybe you needed were. it yesterday. I wasn't sure. Not so much today. On this day in history in 1987, the first female artist to be introduced into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame that takes place, Miss Aretha. This is uh, her brother, Reverend Franklin. Miss Aretha Franklin, the Queen of Soul, Soul Sister Number One, Lady Soul, whatever you'd like to call her. We feel that this is the greatest night of them all because tonight Aretha has been written into history. You, the board of directors, Ahmed, his colleagues, and the rest of the committee have written Aretha into history. Hallelujah. Yeah. Well, I feel like she already done that. Amen. You know, some people are very weird about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They are. They don't even want to be. Who is it that's, uh, uh, it's somebody like Foreigner or or one of those bands. I thought it was Steve Miller. It might be Steve Miller too, but there's another major band that is not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. no thanks. Yeah. They completely rejected. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Now I want to go look that up. All right. uh, If it's your birthday today, you share it with Dabney Coleman. Dabney's turning 91 years old today. Instead of working, you know, nine to five, we work five to nine. In the first place, see, Bob does have a college degree. Oh, brilliant. Brilliant. While he's away at college getting his precious, useless degree, I'm working my butt off at this company. And in the second place, he does have a family to support. And I don't? What has that got to do with anything? Violet, look, my hands are tied here. The company needs a man in this position. Clients would rather deal with men when it comes to figures. Oh, now we're getting at it. Yeah, well, he got tied up for a little while. Mm-hmm. By those three women. Yeah, that was interesting. Was Jane Fonda the third one? Yes. Okay. Yeah, she yeah. was. Dolly, you know, Lily, and uh, and Jane. Right. Uh, actor and director Mel Gibson. Mm, I used to love him back in the day. 67 years old. Be inspired, O OB1. Sons of Scotland! I am William Wallace. William Wallace is seven feet tall. Yes, I've heard. He kills men by the hundred. And if he were here, he'd consume the English with fireballs from his eyes and bolts of lightning from his arse. I'm surprised you haven't heard about me. You know, I got a bad reputation. I mean, sometimes I just go nuts like now. <laughs> I just loved him. <laughs> loved him, loved him. I didn't know he could shoot lightning bolts from his behind. It's well, quite amazing. Yeah, it's a, it's a gift. From his horse. And a curse. And it didn't even hurt the horse somehow. <laughs> Maybe he stood it. up on his stirrups there. 
actress Danica McKellar having a birthday today, <laughs> turning 48 years old. Kick off the holidays right with oh, Danica brother. McKellar and Hallmark Channel's Countdown to Christmas. How Christmas started out. You're firing me a week before Christmas. How Christmas ended up. I'll definitely remember this for the rest of my life. What happened in between? What kind of family is this? A royal one was pure Christmas magic. Sometimes people can surprise you. What she doing? She's a governess. And even carry Christmas commercials into January. Sometimes you can be surprised. Hmm. I know my co-host is surprised. So surprised. <laughs> oh, brother. Oh, and let's follow it up with activist Greta Thunberg. She's turning 20. How dare you? <laughs> you have stolen my dreams and my childhood with your empty words. And yet, I'm one of the lucky ones. People are suffering. People are dying. Entire ecosystems are collapsing. We are in the beginning of a mass extinction, and all you can talk about is money and fairy tales of eternal economic growth. In Hallmark movies. Well, honey, let me tell you something. Uh, We ain't got no fairy tales of economic growth now. (laughs) I don't know what fairy. We're in a grim fairy tale, and and we put Biden put the grim in fairy tale. He did. So uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what fairy tale you're reading, sister, but... How dare you? Exactly. <laughs> Actor James Marsden having a birthday today. He's turning 48 years old. Liz, what is adoption stuff? Are you adopting a kid? No, don't worry. That's from a long time ago. It's not happening. You have a baby name book and you circled Adolf? Actually, I borrowed that book from my mother, so be glad I'm not a boy. Okay, well, why'd you give up on it? Clean up, clean up. Do your own housework, you little crackers. What? My kindergarten teacher was a former Black Panther. Ah. <laughs> wow. It's hard to believe that he was he was her what love interest he? on 30 Rock. That was Is that uh, from 30 Rock? Yeah, it's from 30 Rock. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Uh bassist John Paul Jones of Led Zeppelin having a birthday today, turning 77 years old. Six sixteen on the rock of the jam. <laughs> so I did look up to see who had rejected okay. the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, uh, there were several who rejected mm-hmm. their induction. Okay, uh, Sex Pistols. Yeah, Guns and Roses, Axl Rose, mm-hmm. Paul McCartney. Wow, Pink Floyd. Okay, uh, Neil Young, Grace Slick, Ozzy Osbourne. There's a, it's a pretty Gee, lengthy list. Uh, there's some pretty high rollers on that list, right? Yeah, there. they're like Jeez. no thanks. Don't need, don't need you to tell me. Mm. I'm in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, well. My work speaks for itself. Okay. Okay, whatever. Well, this work is still at the Smithsonian. Can you imagine, Rose, making one of your cakes from the Five and Dine, and it ends up at the Smithsonian, not ever eaten? I would be a little insulted. I don't mind telling you. Well, this particular cake was included on the Apollo 11 space mission. It was not consumed, but rather is on display at the Smithsonian Air and Space Museum. What cake are we talking about? Uh, we have had angel food cake, okay. sponge cake, Twinkies, and fruit cake guest. Okay. Yeah, Twinkies have a long shelf life. That's what I've heard. <laughs> or an eternal shelf life. <laughs> it's mostly because they don't have any real food in them. <laughs> but it's whatever. All, that's true. 618 here on the Morning Jam. We'll be back with the right answer.
Oh, yeah, it's somebody's birthday today. I almost forgot my last guy. Stephen Stills from... It's the best one. Yeah, Southern Cross. He's 78 years old. Sorry about that. I, I got to drink more coffee. When you see the Southern Cross for the first time You understand now why you came this way The Morning Jam with Janet and Mark, 6 to 9 a.m. It's the rebirth of Common Sense Talk Radio. We are the Morning Jam. It is 622 here on the Morning Jam. Good morning. How you doing out there? So, we have our Mind Jam trivia. It's right here. Right. This particular cake was included in the Apollo 11 mission. However, it was not consumed, and it is on display at the Smithsonian Space Air and Space Museum. Yeah. What kind of cake are we talking about? It well, it wasn't a Twinkie. No. Which I guess you could argue whether it's that's cake or not. Well, it's, whatever it was, Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin was not interested. Yeah. In it, uh, it was a pineapple fruit cake. Pineapple fruit. Yeah. Okay. I will tell you, I do enjoy a pineapple upside down cake. I do too. It's been a long time since I've had. Yeah. A slice, mm-hmm. but. Back in the day. Yeah, I remember when mom used to make it. We'd fight over the pan after she dumped it out. Now, did she make hers in a um, in a cast iron skillet? No. She made hers in a regular pan? Yeah, yeah regular pan. Mom, mm-hmm. mom made hers in a big old cast iron skillet. Mm-hmm. And you get all that caramelized yumminess right. that would be stuck in How it. About I'm that? assuming that's what you all were fighting over. Yeah. Yeah, Interesting. And pop it out there and it would have like the pineapple and the cherries and yeah see that one wouldn't have made it to the smithsonian uh, but yeah today is national fruitcake toss day oh so if you got one you didn't use it for a doorstop beyond this day you threw it away Do you know two million fruitcakes are sold every season two million still i wonder how many are consumed out of that two million i know some people that love fruitcake like the Claxtons or, well, I don't, or I don't, like the I Panatone? I can't, or, I can't tell you that Because I think part. they all fall in that They're category. They're all over 50 years old. I'll put it that way. But they but they all fall in that category. Yeah. Because yeah. Panatone also falls in that category. Okay. And it's more bread-like, I think. Gotcha. Because our fruitcake isn't like Europe's fruitcake. Theirs is more bread. Ours is more heavy cake. Okay. You know, you could like do deadlifts with it ah. so there's a, it's a little different okay that'd be a problem just saying <laughs> curls <laughs> well that could be helpful curls for, uh, for your biceps or whatever i don't know maybe so as we mentioned earlier harvardy 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 harvard university harvard. president claudine gay resigns amid fresh waves of plagiarism allegations of course this whole thing started when she couldn't say what Hamas did was bad. Well, it depends. Well, call it what it is. Anti-Semitism. That's what it was. Yeah. I mean, that's what started this whole ball rolling for her. And then up to, what, 50 pages of plagiarized literature. Right. Now she's saying it's all racist. Right. That's pretty easy to use that. That's kind of the default answer. Mm. Uh, Packed emergency rooms and longer wait times are just causing a, a lot of havoc at our area. ERs, especially Lynchburg General, they're really feeling the effects there. Uh, they say people are having to wait six and seven hours for treatment. Wow. And uh, they say a lot of that's because of the of the holidays. Mm-hmm. People can't get into their 
regular physicians. People won't stop getting sick just because the holiday comes. Oh, I know. I was just talking to somebody the other day saying, you know, I would tell people to go to Bedford instead of Lynchburg. Now Bedford's got so crowded because everybody from Lynchburg's going to right. Bedford. There's a wait time in Bedford. My, my We're thinking Gretna now. Did yeah, really? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, soon we'll be driving to you know Richmond. I don't know. Um, my husband did telehealth for the first time. Oh wow! This past over the holiday. How'd that go? Because it it went great. Oh good. Uh, because it was it was a, a you know his back. Mm-hmm. He needed. Prednisone, because right. he's been battling this, you know, for a while, mm-hmm. and uh, it worked. It worked fine. Yeah, I've done it before. I have too. Yeah, a couple of times. Yeah. So sometimes, depending on what it is, uh, telehealth is a really good choice. Dan, mm-hmm. do you have a particular app that you use? I shake my hand and thank myself for the visit. Then I pay myself fifty dollars <laughs> and go get my prescription. Um, do I? I, I do, use Live Health Online. I, I've, That's what it, I use. It's the one that our my provider uses mm. you know i just i talk to my regular doctor and we do the telehealth thing okay and I, that all started with covid you know when sure. covid was but i've done it a couple times since then because i had i had uh, well you know how i am in poison ivy yeah if i get yeah, within you, five feet of it i get it and you get it right so yeah well i i use the live health online and mm-hmm. then and that that works great so you know just depends on what your needs are. Okay, I guess. Jean Pierre, our uh, you know press secretary. Yep. Yep. She says um, taking illegals to sanctuary cities is shameful. What? Because you know Texas has been busing all these people to these sanctuary cities like New York and Chicago. She says self-proclaimed that, sanctuary cities. Yes, yeah, self-proclaimed sanctuary cities. She said that that's shameful for governors of border states to transport illegal immigrants to cities that declare themselves sanctuaries. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking, why, where are I mean, it's just hard for me to take her seriously anymore. Yeah. Yeah, it's I know. just like, why are you still talking? <laughs> just sit well, all the her, way down. I don't know. <laughs> that's her job. Yeah. Well, yeah, is it? You, you just need to zip it, Skippy, because you're not making any sense anymore. Right. Well, she, yeah, she Sanctuary hasn't. City... <laughs> and oh yes we're sanctuary city we welcome you but not really hmm. all right uh after going almost 11 days without water we talked about this yesterday a uh the ivy acres community uh finally did get water back it uh they're, they're hoping by today things could get back to normal uh there the uh, owner of the park there Mm-hmm. says there will be some partial reimbursement for their water, but they're not going to be paying for everybody's hotels. Wow. She said. Okay. So, which would be pretty expensive, hmm. I should think. Well, in Oregon, a transgender biological male who was convicted of murder, murdering two men, is serving a 50-year sentence in a woman's prison. Lord. The prisoner, Stephen Bachman, who goes by Susan Monica dismembered the bodies of his victims and fed them to pigs oh, on a 20-acre farm he owned. Hmm. Claims he's a woman. Now he's going to serve in women's prison. Hmm. So, how do you think that's going to and go? That, and, that, and they're letting them get by with that. Yes. In Oregon. How old is this guy? Blue do State. we know? Um, I don't know. It doesn't say. It's a 50-year hmm. sentence. So, um, no, it doesn't say. Okay. Yeah. 
So what do you think about this uh, Liberty news? What? What? Starting quarterback plans to enter the transfer portal. Oh, brother. Um, just wonder what you thought about that. Not happy. Well, okay. Caden Salter. Uh, Salter. Okay, so it plans is the head to guy. Enter the uh, transfer portal. Interesting. Interesting. Well, it's funny. People come to Liberty to get redeemed in more ways than one, and then they shuffle their way out. Mm-hmm. That was the case for Coach Freeze. Stepping stone. And, um, you know, rehabilitated his career here uh-huh. because Salter got in trouble at Tennessee and ended up getting a second chance at Liberty. So we'll have to wait and see what happens there. So you think he just used the school? I don't I don't want to say that, but I'm disappointed that he's leaving. It's kind of what it looks like. I'm just disappointed that he's leaving. <laughs> so you think he used the school? You can I'm say really it. just disappointed that he's leaving. <laughs> that he's leaving. Yeah. I'm I'm here. I'm, I'm here not, to interpret I'm not, for you. I'm not totally surprised. I mean, he's he's a really good player, but you I mean, know, you, you can't, he's a good player at Liberty. The, I don't know. know if he can thrive in another system. Okay. Time will tell. All right. I mean, I don't know what he got in trouble for. At the oh, other at place. Tennessee, I can't yeah. remember. I remember seeing some article. All right. All right. It's six thirty-one. We'll have some local news for you here coming up. Kimberly McBroon's going to talk about uh, the Bedford teen that is missing, a forty-five percent increase in violence in Roanoke, and uh, about the man that was at the Lynchburg airport with a loaded gun. And currently in uh, Lynchburg. Our temperatures are pretty cold, 25 mm-hmm. degrees yeah, in was, Lynchburg. Holy cow. It's chilly this morning. It didn't have any frost on the window, but it was definitely cold. 30 degrees in the uh, the Roanoke area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's pretty chilly. Okay. And then uh, in Danville, 24. All right. You know, if, if we keep those temperatures, we might actually see some of that snow they're talking about. Yeah. But I don't that's, know. Things are going to come down from the mountain. My my husband seems to think we're going to get it. I'm still very like, eh, I don't know. Okay. Maybe. Well, on December the 30th, just a few days ago, officers responded to an area of 12th Street and Pierce Street for a report of a missing person. Roger Mensing, 66, reported seen last Friday about 2 p.m. Police say he is considered an endangered person because his family says he suffers from health conditions that requires medication. He's 5'9", 185 pounds. He was last reported leaving his home on foot wearing a a black beanie cap, brown coat, brown flannel shirt, and khaki pants with a a pair of new white balance shoes. Probably got those for Christmas. If if you see this gentleman, uh, please reach out to the the police or Crime Stoppers. Uh, Just dial 911. That'd be your best bet. Just go there and they'll direct you to the proper area i don't want to clog up the the thing but he's an older gentleman the picture i saw has got a beard gray and such so uh five foot nine hundred and eighty five pounds his name is roger virginia state police providing more information on the officer involved shooting that happened back in december in roanoke 
At the request of U.S. Marshal Thomas Foster, Virginia State Police started an investigation into an officer-involved shooting, which occurred on Dunmore Street Southwest in Roanoke. According to VSP, deputies of the United States Marshal Service were attempting to serve a Class 5 felony arrest warrant on Jeremy Bailey, 40, of Roanoke. Bailey, a convicted felon, barricaded himself in his residence, refused to exit the dwelling. The marshals entered the residence when one U.S. marshal fired his issue service weapon, striking Bailey. He was taken to Roanoke Memorial Hospital for treatment. A weapon was recovered at the scene. On the 29th of December, Roanoke Memorial Hospital advised that Bailey had died as a result of his wounds. Virginia State Police are continuing the investigation. Once it's complete, the findings and evidence will be turned over to the city of Roanoke's Commonwealth Attorney's Office. Staying in Roanoke, we're talking about gas prices. The national average of gas has fallen 1.6 cents per gallon since last week. Average prices uh, in Roanoke have fallen 7.8 cents, though. It's a lot doing a lot better than the national average, averaging right around uh, 287 per gallon, according to Gas Buddy in those 155 stations in Roanoke that report to it. Prices in Roanoke are down 13.1 cents, you know, lower than a month ago so the gas continue it's just ironic that that gas prices begin to dip in an election year makes you wonder hmm. uh hopefully joe is not still you know siphoning off our strategic reserve but my guess is he's he, probably not you know why because there's none any left yeah so that, yeah that's, that's probably why yeah it's we real. were i did the uh show yesterday with glenn mm-hmm. uh sustainable living airs on Sunday mornings on WIQO, mm-hmm. and it's on Spotify as well. But he was talking about how all these countries are are holding on to their food mm. now. They're not exporting their food. They're making sure that their own people are taken care of. Yeah. And, you know, some people are upset about that. And I'm like, how can you be upset about that? That's their job. Yeah. Their job is to take care of their people. Yeah. That's their job. Yeah. Take care of your own people Take first. care of your people. Right. You know, would it be that our idiots up in Washington understood that? No, they're they're allowing him to come over three hundred thousand plus last month because we don't have enough people to feed here in our country. Right. So, so, so I mean, I, I I completely understand. I started watching this um, documentary mm-hmm. yesterday. I haven't finished it yet. I don't know that I'm going to be able to finish it. It makes me so angry. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's called uh, Savior Complex. Have you seen it? Have not. Uh, so it's about a woman who um, did missionary work in Uganda. Mm-hmm. Uh, Renee Bach. Okay. Uh, she ran a charity in Uganda and basically was accused of malpractice and uh all these things so i just started watching it um it's a true crime documentary Mm -hmm. but there is this wave and we've talked about this some on the air um of uh, no white saviors is the name of the group right okay no white saviors Mm -hmm. uh they do not want white people coming to africa to help them they don't the venom and just vitriol hatred that they have for white people 
in that part of Africa is unbelievable. Wow. Uh, Gerard Butler did a movie called Machine Gun Preacher. Was that what it was called? Or Machine Gun something. Uh, based on a true story. Mm-hmm. They hate him. Mm. Uh, and it was uh, Machine Gun Preacher. Okay. Uh, American biographical action drama starring Gerard Butler. Um, and it's the story of a former gang biker turned preacher uh, and his efforts to protect in collaboration with the Sudan's People's Liberation Army, the children of the South Sudan. Mm-hmm. I mean, a pretty incredible story. Yeah. They hate him. Huh. Our children are not a prop for you. Wow. We don't need you white people coming in and saving us. The Americans always, you know, want to come off as the hero. Mm-hmm. Uh, they show a picture of 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 him feeding a, a child, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Look at him! He's feeding him like a, a, uh, he's feeding a dog." Oh, jeez! Because he's handing him a bowl of a bowl of food. Wow! And I, I, it, it just it, I didn't even know what to say. Yeah, I'm like watching it, and they're like, and they come in here with their white Jesus. Oh, of course Jesus is white because they're white. I mean, right. it was. I, I've never seen anything like it. How about that? Hate white christians hate them well it's it's interesting stuff yeah well you better have i'm gonna try to finish it i don't know if i can going in there as a missionary jeez well i i I don't it would definitely not be safe yeah for sure sure 866-916-3776 you're on the morning jam good morning hey good morning it's todd how are y'all doing hey Hey, good how are you well Speaking of Renee, um, I know the family. I know oh, Renee wow. personally. Oh, okay. Oh, gee. Yep. The, uh, they used to run a horse therapy thing for kids that had disabilities at their farm mm-hmm. in Medford. And, uh, oh, I think we've know, interviewed them. Yes, you have. Okay. Years ago. Uh-huh. Yes, that's the family. Wow. The family. Yes. And... Um, just a great family, uh, good Christian people. And Renee went on a mission trip years ago to that country. And as about a 14 or 15-year-old at the time, and her and my son were friends. Her and my son are about the same age. And uh, she fell in love with the, with the people there yeah. and uh, started her own yeah. situation there trying to help those people. Yeah. And uh, just, it, it was unreal how she got treated by that government. And uh, the people that hated the white people coming there to help. Mm-hmm. And uh, she was, I mean, it's, it's been a very, it was very traumatic for her at the time. And she's back here in the United States now. But, uh, you know, it's, I actually saw her a couple of days ago. Okay. And, uh, what is she doing they, now? Uh, I don't want to go into what she okay, does sure, now sure. because you know I'll let you know. But is she is she still being targeted? I I didn't ask. Okay. She just had a ba- she just had a, a new child. Oh. She had a baby herself. Okay. She okay. had, um, but uh, she she's uh, fostered two other children mm-hmm. and, from uh, the Uganda now, area, yeah, as I recall. It was. Mm-hmm. It was, and um, I got I. The oldest is like 14 now, mm-hmm. and the youngest, uh, she's about, she's five, she's about the age of my uh, my granddaughter, and uh, just the sweetest family, 
And, uh, well, I will, I will it's say just, it's just a shame. Uh, it, the, the, I was so I was so frustrated mm-hmm. just in watching the first episode. Um, I don't know if I can make it through the whole thing. I have a I have a friend that adopted a Romanian girl who had special needs. And I mean, this family knows people in, in D.C., you know, and, and in that's those yeah. circles. And if it wouldn't have been for a few phone calls, that adoption never would have happened. Um, Correct. Because they don't they don't want Americans taking their it's a bad reflection upon the government, the society and fill in the blank. And uh, but their children are dying. I, I understand that. But it yeah. doesn't matter. It, 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 the reason I say it doesn't matter is because they could do something about it and they don't. And it's much like our government. It doesn't matter. Right. As long as they keep getting elected and they have their power lunches with their high dollar roller cronies. Mm-hmm. So anyway, yes. but it's it's well, sad. I just want, yeah, I just wanted to give you the word. She's doing well, good, and seems to be doing fine. We spoke for like maybe ten minutes mm-hmm. at, at, a, at their parents' house. Oh, that's so, nice. Well, yes. good. Y'all have a great hey. You too. You great. Too. Happy you New too. Year to you, Todd. Well, you know it's it's interesting, and I because I I just started watching it, but um, there is a. A, a white woman uh-huh. a, that who is one of the co-founders of the No White Saviors, okay. named Kelsey Nielsen, and as I was watching that, I was like, "Girl, you better be careful because you think you're you're going to be out of the fray. You are not going to be out of the fray." Mm. And then as I'm looking into this, uh, there's already been division there. Okay, they've already turned on her. Okay, and said that she used her white privilege. Wow, and um, abused her her privilege and her staff her black staff wow so doesn't surprise me um but i'm just like i don't know it's it's just interesting to me yeah well it's it's sad when you have something putting on your heart to do something like that right the the amazing story on how uh freedom 424 was founded is quite amazing god laid it on i didn't realize she was that local though oh yeah crazy yeah so is freedom's uh, founder turn on the morning jam with janet and mark six to nine a.m The Morning Jam with Janet and Mark on the Virginia Talk Radio Network. When I grow up, I want to work for a woke company. Like super woke. When I grow up, when I grow up, I want to be hired based on what I look like rather than my skills. I want to be judged by my political beliefs. I want to get promoted based on my chromosomes. When I grow up, I want to be offended by my coworkers and walk around the office on eggshells and have my words policed by HR. Words like grandfather, peanut gallery, long time no see, no can do. When I grow up, I want to be obsessed with emotional safety and do workplace sensitivity training all day long. When I grow up, I want to climb the corporate ladder. Just by following the crowd. I want to be a conformist. I want to weaponize my pronouns. What are pronouns? It's time to grow up and get back to work. 
Introducing the number one woke-free job board in America, redballoon.work. I wow. love that spot. <laughs> Holy cow. When I grew up, I want to walk so on eggshells around the office because right. HR is listening to every word I say. Uh-huh. Of course, we're kind of stuck there because, you know, we, we have words. <laughs> oh, my we word. upload our words. They it's could crazy. come back to haunt us. Mm-mm-mm. Probably will at some point. Is it any wonder people are wanting to do independent side hustles all the time? Yeah. They don't want to, you know, yeah. even be involved with that. Well, that could be part of the reason people don't want to go back into the office. Maybe because of some of that drama. You know, I don't have to sit and go through a a, a woke sensitivity course if it's just me and my dog. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well. <laughs> It depends on how your dog identifies, well, Mark. Well, this That's is all true. I'm saying. My dog, Romeo, identifies as hungry 90% of the time. Well, certainly when I was over yesterday, yeah, yeah. he was very hungry. <laughs> hungry, 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 yeah, hungry, yeah. very bouncy mm-hmm. when he gets hungry. Yeah, I have yeah. one of those Yeah, that gets bouncy like that. Well, if you are considering a side hustle, you probably don't want it to be Lyft. Why? What's going on there? Well, apparently uh, Lyft drivers all over said Monday they couldn't withdraw money from their rideshare trips uh, between New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, uh, causing frustrations as they demanded a solution from the company. Oh, they just couldn't draw their money? Apparently not. Because that happens pretty quick. I was a Uber driver for a for a time yeah and you you get, uber or lyft i was uber and you got the ping you know within you know at least 10 minutes back when i did it yeah that, that you got paid you well know. apparently there was a glitch that was right. keeping them from getting paid mm-hmm. but still allowed them to accept requests for rides okay hmm and i'm sure that's a busy time sure there's probably a lot of people using those services yeah that's true uh, one Lyft driver said they were so frustrated they couldn't get paid. Then uh, they couldn't take care of their rent. They couldn't get money from their account. Oh, boy. He said many were promised a bonus for driving New Year's Eve. Okay. And many others planned to stop driving for the company at all until the issue's fixed. Wow. Lyft says they're aware of the issues impl- impacting some drivers and are working to resolve it as soon as possible. Yeah, they, they better resolve better it. Better hurry. Because some of these guys and gals are Lyft and Uber. They'll just turn the Lyft light off and just do Uber. Oh, oh, they do both. Yeah, some of them do both. Huh. So, yeah. I saw a story about a bartender um, calling out a Lyft driver. Hmm. They were, uh, were kind of watching... They were on on the deck. They could see a guy underneath the deck at this bar or right. restaurant. And they're like, what is he doing? And he's kind of crouched down watching these three women. Huh. He runs to his car. Right. Gets in his car, pulls into the parking lot. Uh-huh. They go out to right. the parking lot. And he tells them that he's their Lyft driver. Oh, boy. And they were intoxicated. Right. And they were getting in the car. Oh, gee. And the bartender's like, no, no. Oh, gosh. He's not your Lyft driver. Yeah. Well, he good, is good not your Lyft driver. Yeah, good for you, them. Do not get in the car. Right. Um, it's dangerous stuff. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Out there. 
you know just, uh, you, you think you think you know but we've seen a lot of that well i told you, gotta you make about sure the stickers there you got to make sure you know you know stranger danger happened three seconds after midnight for us looked on the screen and saw those two people kissing oh i gagged my champagne I was like what? don't bring that up again i just got that out of my head from yesterday okay it's very difficult sorry to get rid of it it is that's why I'm still hanging on. That's that's why you. <laughs> I keep holding on to yesterday. To Anderson Cooper. <laughs> Thank God it wasn't him kissing somebody. Well, I thought I would never what, be able to. I watch. thought that's what you were saying. No, well, I mean, it was it was was that it was him. Well, the well the camera guy went to those two people at you know in the middle of mm. Times Square kissing. So, um, U-Haul is highlighting the most popular states uh, to move to for 2023. I saw where Hannity says he's moving to Florida. He's talked about that for a while. Well, I think he's got a place in Florida, but I think he wants to pull out of New York, which, you know, he's getting taxed to death. And that's why Rush moved many, many years ago to Florida. Well, and... he, he made the announcement on his uh, radio show yesterday. Okay. He was broadcasting from his new home in the free state of Florida. Wow. Okay. All right. Anybody listening for any length of time knows I've been threatening to do this for a while now. We're now starting our first broadcast in the free state of Florida. I am out. I am done. I am finished. That's the beauty of, you know, the way technology works. And COVID even ramped that up, you know, a bit. These folks Mm -hmm. were doing their TV shows from their homes. And, um, well, good for him. Yeah. Get out of the state. You know, I know he he grew up, I think, in Brooklyn or somewhere like that, you know, Long Island. So he had roots there in New York. But uh, well, according to U-Haul, they released its report mm -hmm. on the top states that saw growth in 2023. Interesting that you can use U-Haul as a gauge. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like it's a one way. We're taking a one way U-Haul to wherever. I think didn't during the debate, Governor... DeSantis said, look, we're more than willing to send you some more U-Hauls because there's apparently a shortage in California. Right, exactly. so many people are leaving your state. <laughs> One way, and nobody's bringing them back. Right. Uh, Texas had the largest number of movers. Okay. Of uh, U-Haul equipment in 2023. Uh, third consecutive year that huh. it's finished at the top. Okay. Which is probably why we see them going more liberal because yeah, all the liberals it's, are it's, moving to, to and see that's the problem they bring if you're going to bring that crap with right. you then you can't. stay out of our state yeah you can't florida ranked second okay among uh, growth states for the third year in a row followed by north carolina south carolina and tennessee man those are all red states they were uh, idaho washington arizona colorado and virginia round out the top 10 states for growth yeah For the fourth year in a row, California was number one on the net loss of (laughs) one-way movers. Other bottom five states include Michigan, New Jersey, Illinois, Massachusetts, and New York. Wow. Not a big shock there. I got to tell you, though, Governor Newsom is so smooth, he will smile like the vampire that he is and say, that's okay, we're doing just fine. (laughs) As he sucks the blood out of... I've got some oceanfront property in Arizona <laughs> I'd like to talk to you about. Sucks the blood out of the remaining victims of California.